0: Testing, yeah. testing. rahman alhamdulillah. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Safin Society. Nothing but facts live stream in which uh, we had a little bit interesting in this incident today. We uh, came into the uh, place and there was no camera. Lo and behold, because there was we have uh, a second campus, as you all know, we have a studio. In which Darderfet is here, and the soup kitchen is here, which we gotta give a name eventually to the soup kitchen. Um, we're gonna give it a name and a logo and everything. Can't just be called soup kitchen. But we came here no ca- no camera. So the issue the the benefit of having uh, two campuses is that you can do totally different things and reach to- two totally different audiences. Uh, different people people that we reach in the soup kitchen we'd never be able to reach them at the masjid but yet at the same time sometimes we need to test stuff and that ends up causing us to sometimes have equipment all over the place so nonetheless we are now starting to read we're going to start to read from asbab and nuzul by assiyuti we're going to go back to that Uh, we're going to leave Baghawi's tafsir because if we do that tafsir, we're never going to finish, uh, and it's not just about finishing. But uh, we—that was our original intent because this is a shorter work, and it's nice to have a shorter work that you could, you know, say that we read the whole work, and there is a, va- a value to that. So we're going to go to Surat Al-Munashirah al-Kasadurah, and the only the uh, gives two narrations for this. Sometimes there isn't a lot to say uh, about. These uh, the, the the surah. If there's no asbab al-nuzul, so. قَالَ al Alright, some people uh, wonder, why do we say Muslimun, Muslimin? How do we know the difference? If the one is doing the verbs if someone is doing the verb, then that's marfuah. That we call that a fad. It's marfuah and you use a wo. So, ayyara is the verb. Ayara means to mock. al okay. Mushrikun, they're the ones doing it. So, they, that word ends in a noon. Who are they mocking? Al-muslimin. So, they're the maf'ul bihi. They're receiving the mocking. So, it's noon. We call that mansoop. And the indicator of nasp there is the yat. So, they made fun of the Muslims for being poor. And this is one of the hallmarks of the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if you want to see the hallmark of the divine sunnah, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a thing, always look for the, the, the analogy or the concept of the farmer. And Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, the first thing he calls them is, muflihun. So what does that mean, and what's the implication there? The muflih, the successful one, the word means muflih, but it also, it, it implies a f- the, the farmer, right? One of the meanings of this is farmer, right, as a farmer. So the, 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 the key point here is that the farmer, he has to put the seed in, and he has no clue what's going on, and he does not see a result for a long time. I don't know uh, anything about farming, but I'm sure that there's a pre-germination period. There's a period of time where that thing is not germinating, right? Or coming up out of the ground. And the farmer will have many investments, meaning he's going to have a lot of seeds. He's not going to have one seed. There's a lot of seeds. Just like in the dean. there's a lot of things to do. And you keep watering them, and you really have to, and sometimes hope for rain, and sometimes you just have to hope that the sun is out. So... You just have to wait. And the way that Allah Ta'ala, if you want to see something that is, the sunnah of Allah is, that there is going to be a waiting period. There's going to be a period of time where you see no results whatsoever. Okay? There are no results here whatsoever. And that's where, that is the sunnah of Allah Ta'ala. That's what happened to the Muslims, where they entered Islam, and the people said, Uh, Like let's see what's going to happen and the Muslims got poor and they got fought and they suffered and they were boycotted and a lot of bad things happened that tends to be the sunnah of Allah Ta'ala is that there's a waiting period before your success and and we all have to know this because we all have to realize that we're not going to get what we want right away why? because that's not good for us we could lose our heads right and also at the same time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to see the reactions, let's see how people react towards this. Their genuine reaction. So it's got to be like a step backwards first to see how everyone reacts. And are they truly buying into this messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or they just want to see success? And that's why there's a big difference between the Muslims of Mecca and what came later on, the Ansar, who are in the middle, they're the next tier up in terms of the sacrifice that they gave. And then there's a next tier after that, which is, وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ Those who came after them. Right? And this is in the Qur'an, gives you these three layers of Sahaba. So here, Surah Al-Nashra Kasadra came as a way to console the Muslims that you will receive. You're going to have so much ease in your life, but it's going to come later on. It's not going to come right away. It's not going to come right away because that is not the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now let's go to the devil's sunnah. It's the polar opposite. He promises you immediate, no effort, pleasure. That's a pro- that's his promise. Then he abandons you into an addiction, into suffering, into what have you. When a Muslim, it's Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and Sayyidina Harun, it has said, ujiba they prayed to Allah against the Pharaoh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered them. He said, we've answered your prayer. It took 40 years for them to see it. Right? It took 40 years for them to see it. Sayyidina Yusuf salam, saw himself as an sc- amazing success in front of his brothers and his parents. Ooh, it's, it was actually his stepmom, not his mother. His mother had passed away after giving birth to Binyamin. He saw that dream after 40 years. So it takes sabr. It's not easy. Not everything is just quick. The way of shaitan is quick. Every time you see one of these gambling ads, and in New Jersey, it's become legal. If you're not from New Jersey, you may be in a state where it's still not legal. And we have a, a high population density here, so, and it's a big sports culture amongst like the regular workers. Uh, people, like they watch sports all day. Um, and they're into this, and they bet, and they gamble, so there's a lot of money for the state to gain, and it's terrible, actually, because they're gaining money off the loss, the financial loss of their own citizens, but then nobody cares anymore, it's just, if there's money in it, then they're going to go for it, but all these gambling ads look at it immediately, they will make sure you win something, I don't know what's algorithms or what, but Every, you sign up for one of these things, well, according to the the, the the way that they present their ads, you win right away, right? Hey, Habib, it looks like this plant is gonna, this plant is like tilting down. Maybe the camera's a little tilted, if you can look at that. But it, that's how they operate. They operate that they give you an immediate success, okay? It's like an immediate success, and then, they don't say, tell you what happens later. They'll give you a whole bunch of people who have had uh, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. doesn't tell you how much they lost, right? And it doesn't tell you what the result is. So the long term with them is always loss. And this is, isn't alcohol the same thing? And did not all uh, the passages, I said them, say hellfire was surrounded by temptations. So it immediately looks good. And for the immediate, it's a, and it's free, a free pleasure. Then all of a sudden it's a long-term torture. You're in hell for a long period of time. Uh, and that hellfire, that's the hellfire of addiction and loss and suffering. And you're constantly self-harming yourself. Okay? But the way of Allah is the opposite. It's to test your belief, to test your faith, to test your desire, to test your principles, to test what you're really made of on inside, And the only way to do that is to get no reward from it in the beginning. In the beginning, there's no external reward that you could say, well, this is what I gained out of this. That is, that's the only way to know who's true on the inside. But then once that tree germinates, just like a farmer, now he's got fruits for free, right? With very little effort, the fruit keeps coming out. And the greatest of, of trees that Allah mentions in the Quran, so what is the king of trees? It's the olive tree right, Allah mentions it in numerous verses, and swears by the olive, okay. was an amazing tree is the olive tree, why, the the length of waiting that you have to, the time, any Palestinian knows this, the time that they spend waiting for the olive tree to, to produce a result is almost your entire life you will not see any result. Big B has just joined us, mashallah, with his Eagles jerseys. All, I'm not going to hear the end of it from the Eagles fans. I'll protect us. These long period of time before you get any results. But then once you get that result, you're getting one of the most beneficial resources in the world, which is not even the olive itself. we we'll cares be curious for the olive itself. It's the olive, it's the oil of the olive. So this is the idea that we have to understand that when we go into something, if you're not paying a price, you're not going to get a real reward. If you're going for the quick fix of pleasure, you're, you're cooking for yourself. You're digging a hole that's just going to be misery, permanent misery afterwards. وَأَخْرَجِ بْنُ جَرِيرٍ عَنَ الْحَسَنِ قَالَ لَمَّا نَزَلَتْ الْآيَة, When this ayah came down, إنما الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا فإنما الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا إنما الْعُسْرِ يسرى al-usr is what's called in the arabic language the grammar uh mu'arrafa which means specific al-usr the specific hardship that allah ta'ala is referring to one specific hardship al-usr and then he says yusr but he that's what we call in the arabic language nekira. Nekira means general right with with this hardship with the hardship, specific hardship, comes ease. With the specific hardship comes ease. So Allah has is when He's talking about the hardship, it's one hardship he's speaking about. When he's talking about the ease, he doesn't specify the ease. So therefore the Prophet said, Abshiru, attackum al Yusr. Have glad tidings. The Yusr has come, the ease has come. Okay, it has come from the Qada of Allah. The judgment of Allah is that you're going to get it. Doesn't mean you're going to get it now. You can get it over time. Okay. One hardship will never defeat two eases. Right? Two, uh, the ease is mentioned twice. Hardship is, is specific to one type of hardship. Okay. So what we have here is, it's an extremely important concept. If there's no pain, there's no gain. If there's no sabr, if there's no patience, then what you're getting is worthless. If there's pleasure with no price and no payment and no patience, you're actually probably getting lured into an addiction. It's a satanic trick that happens on people. If you ever are feeling hardship, this is the surah for you to read. Right. Surah uh, Al-Nashrah Laka Sadraq This is the surah for you. If you're ever suffering any type of hardship, this is the surah for you. And this is what you have to focus on. al Surah Al-Duha and Surah Alam nashrah They come one after the other. And they are the beginning of Qisar Sur. sur okay? So let me tell you this. That the length. When we talk about a short surah, a medium sized surah, and a long surah. What are, what are those lengths so this is what the breakdown you have to have in your head and when we talk about this breakdown we're talking about uh, we're talking about the uh, 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 length not necessarily the specific chapter so from hujurat to abasa that is the first uh, bracket so the length of hujurat couple pages to the surahs of similar length all the way to abasa all right that is what we consider a long surah. And that's what you should recite, in that length in Fajr and Dhuhr. Then you have a middle category from Abasa to Dhuha. And that's what should be recited in Isha. That length, those surahs or that similar length of surahs. Abasa to Dhuha. You should have these markers in your head. Then from Dhuha to Nas is what we call Qisar surah the short surahs. And that's what should be recited in Maghrib. Asr and maghrib That's what should be recited. So that's the, those are, those are what's considered long, medium, short. And if you're leading the people in prayer, that's what you should observe. If you're praying alone, you could pray with any length you want. If you're praying a nafila, a sunnah, you can pray with any length you want. It doesn't make a difference. But if you're praying with people, then you have to observe these lengths. And specifically, Fajr should be longer because it's only two rakas, It's in the dark. It's in the early morning. And many people like could be coming late. So that's the wisdom of Fajr being a long recitation. And Maghrib, people are just coming. Uh, it's obvious when Maghrib is. Everyone's awake. And people need to go back home. This is the time where people are pretty much going back home. So Maghrib should always be short. Those are the two like rules of thumb. Uh, Abi Khan says something very good. Yes, uh, you... you when there's a hardship, you get ease simultaneously if you, if you look for it. You'll find ease and you'll find some value and some benefit. Whenever you have a hardship, you find people come out to support you, right? You find yourself, well, one of the things of hardship is that it almost immediately abolishes or, or removes from your heart certain uh, the desires, so nobody nobody's gonna get involved in some kind of um, temptation when they have a headache, for example, or when they just lost their job or when they've any hardship that you have people it tends to wash away the the other bad things that a person could possibly be doing right That's one of the values and benefits. Now you saw me talking about uh, Arabic here and I want to share with you a book that I don't, I don't like to boast, but I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding with you that if someone doesn't speak any Arabic and they just want to learn from beginning to just being able to read a book, right? I, I came then with one of the best techniques of Arabic and that comes from my own experiences of call it what you want it, but sitting in Arabic classes and just, I can't do this, right? I'm. I just can't. There's no juice to this. Like, I just can't sit there studying rules. It just gives me no happiness whatsoever. But the way uh, uh, that I think Arabic should be done is people tend, why, do, why does anyone study Arabic? Don't you study Arabic to get close to Allah? So go straight into that, right? Straight into that. And after we study the language, uh, the, the, by the way, the what other reason I love is this, look, look at this beautiful cover. Like, and I made this book very big. It's called Arabic Grammar in 40 Lessons. It's a nice glossy cover with hard, tough, strong pages and humongous-sized fonts, right? Big tables, easy to read, okay? And it gives you the basic rules and it's filled with these tables. I don't know if you could see this on the camera, but it's filled with tables and references. And then in the back, our reading is stories of the audia, right? It's stories of the audia and different passages. So these are some of my favorite favorite patches. This, the life story of the al-Misri but put in simple language and simple terms, right? Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, Ma'roof al-Karkhi. Sari right. al-Saqati. Bishr al-Hafi. Okay, and it's divided into short it this is almost like a qaeda of learning Arabic grammar. So the the prerequisite for this is that you have to have you have to know the letters. And we have on ArcView, we have letters. We have a class just for the letters. I put that on YouTube too. Just for the letters. So if you're on zero, let's say you're a convert or you literally don't know any Arabic. From zero, just the letters. And then we get into learning five, 10 minutes of a piece of grammar, a grammar point. Then we go straight into reading really spiritually oriented uh, passages and this book is called arabic grammar in 40 lessons and you can get it at safinapress.com could you actually get the whole link from from the in from from going to uh google and get the whole link right and then put it there safinapress.com and um no i've had uh, this these are my notes basically it's down there go look down right there uh no on the on yeah uh These are my notes from class. I was teaching this class. I've taught this class like four times in person. And then I said, let me take these notes and put it all together. And we put it all together in a booklet. And then we put it out there. So uh, who is this? Noor Saran saying, Economist just published an article on Arabic language dying. Uh, Arabic language has not been a spoken language for ages. So I don't know what they're talking about. It's an academic language that is growing. What are they even talking about? They don't know what they're saying. As an academic language, it's growing, right? And that's what it is. It's a religious language. It's a religious language, and I, they don't know what they're talking about. I didn't read the article, but they still don't know what they're talking about. Uh, it's growing. We see it. What do you need? You want to see the book? Sure. Right. The language is growing. So it's the basic 40 lessons that you need to know to be able to say, I have a clue about Arabic grammar enough that I have a foundation. And when I was studying Arabic grammar, the only time that I found it valuable okay, to, read, to, to study Arabic was when I was sitting with the sheikh, reading like hadith, reading stories of sahaba, awliya, even reading like fiqh or any subject, but without a lot of technical terms. You can't have a lot of technical terms. So my method in the videos, in the Arabic videos that we have on arcview.org. Now, arcview is with a K. A-R-K. I had somebody asking me with A-R, uh, saying A-R-C-H right, view, and they're like oh, there's no website here. No, it's ArcView with a K. So what I do is we look at a rule and then we read. We read from a different book, from something, and, and talk about it sometimes. Right? So you'll see that in the three, I teach three of the four Arabic classes on ArcView, and then Two scholars teach like the heavy-duty Arabic. so we got Arabic alphabet for beginners. We got intro to grammar and forty lessons. We got readings from Qasas and Nabiyin. Then Arabic for his intermediate level course. That's the one that is uh, the uh, the heavy-duty one. I teach the first three because that's really we need we need people to 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 easily get into the fundamentals of Arabic. And the best way to do it, really the best way to do this, is just to have an easy course, but you have to repeat the videos. An easy course about the letters or the grammar points. Many people don't know how to study, I'm telling you. They expect a good teacher to educate them on something in one lesson. Not right. It's not how it works. Not in fiqh, not in grammar. These are the technical subjects. They're almost like mathematics, where they're very technical. And one thing is built on the other. So neither in the law nor in grammar can you just get one lesson and benefit. So the methodology is to watch a video and then watch it again. When you get tired of it, move on to the next one. After a while, go back and watch the other one again. It's the nonstop repetition. How do people memorize the Quran? By repetition, right? Oh, mashallah! It's by repetition. I'm telling you, repetition, repetition, repetition. So get the book, read the book, and then read from the book. You're going to be referring back to the book for like years because unless you're going to sit there and be like a computer and download it all, right? But who downloads stuff anymore? There's too much stuff being thrown at us. News, work, family, friends. There's too much stuff. The only way people can learn is by recognizing it's going to take time and I got to go back and I got to expose myself to reading passages. So my, it's actually one of the funnest things that I did. I read from the iPad, right? And then I share the screen of the, of the iPad and then I just read, right? And explain what's going on. And that's what we did for all of COVID. And we used in it, we used, if you go to the ArcView video uh, uh, course of Arabic for Grammar Forty in forty lessons, you'll see so many uh, uh, passages from Imam Ahmed's book of Zuhud. These hadiths were so powerful that most of the students—they're like—they don't realize even that they're learning Arabic. The, pa- the hadiths were so powerful. The, the entries that Imam Ahmed puts about the Zuhud, the spirituality and the asceticism of. Pre- previous prophets and companions is were so powerful that we almost like forgot that we're doing Arabic here and that's the value of things so it's all with the share screen on zoom and and that's how much uh, that's how you really benefit from Arabic let us open it up to Q&A right now and see what you all have for us today as I have announced we are moving from Tafsir, which i love to we are moving to asbab al-nuzul by imam siyuti because it's shorter faster and there is a value in completing shorter works because you feel like you've achieved something right uh and that's and this there is that is the psychology um of that uh, that the scholars have that's why they have intro works beginners intro works let's go and see what the instagrammers have and by the way i'm done with instagram I deleted the app i mean i still have the account i've deleted the app from my phone okay it's gone deleted i'm absolutely and here it is again as soon as i open instagram on the because i didn't delete it from my ipad because i have to take your questions they refuse refused to stop sending me mm, sins basically I, I you think i need more sins than i already have I'm not interested. I'm not doing it. I don't care what it takes. I never use my iPad anyway, except for the stream to use Instagram. Every single account, it's almost like they're after me to try to get me onto sins or something. Every single time I open my Instagram now, okay, it's some basically semi, it's like 99% pornographic. They know the rules, right? So they're just at the 1%. They stop stopping at the one yard line. But I've, I've told, I've done all these, like, report, say that you're not interested, nothing works. So I said, I don't care, I'm done with you. And I have completely deleted the app off my phone. I'll answer people's messages, though, from, whatchamacallit. Facebook, uh, Facebook has a good no, business suite, to have a business suite for people, like, who have, like, 1,000 accounts. And they have these community accounts. So I'm going to answer people's messages from there. But I'm not opening this app again. And every time now, the last few week, I said, well, wait a second. No one's obligating me. Yes, I want to answer the people who, who send me messages. Instagram is good for communication. Like YouTube doesn't have much communication. Instagram is good for communication. I can communicate with them on the Facebook uh, message like they have it, yeah. it, it any Instagram message goes to this business suite oh. which has no feed it's just your feed yeah, right is, yeah. so uh, that's how I that's how I, I do it now and that's how I'm going to be looking at everyone's messages because I do care about the messages I love taking messages from people I like talking to strangers it's a weird thing but I just love because it's like you're expanding that way <laughs> yeah. you never know who you're going to meet and you never know maybe Allah sending you a message to somebody right and I'm telling you how many times that there may be like a minority opinion, a weak opinion on, on a matter. And I'm like, okay, let me just do it, right? Within an hour, someone comes and says, hey, by the way, why is this haram? Right? Why do all the scholars say it's haram? And I have to explain it to them. Then I'm like, well, I can't do it myself then. And that's one of the best things. If you want to advance in the deen, teach people the deen. Whatever you know, teach it to them. Because then you're going to say to yourself, I better do it myself, right because you're going to feel like a, 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 a you're going to feel a contradiction in yourself. Most people probably don't even like, think that the shuk are going to respond to their messages. Yeah. Like, they must be busy, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of times either they're from the old world or they're very academic or they're very busy. Yeah. But even but if 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 you prioritize dawa in your in your your actual like as a crystallized belief, that dawah is so important, then you will find a time to get back to people. And to me, that's, it's extremely important uh, to get back to everyone as much as possible. Muhib says, how do I balance the thought of qadr and a consequence for my sin? You, we have no business for the thought of qadr at all when it comes to the present or the future regarding our own action your only thought is Allah told me to do this I have willpower I have my own two feet I have my own two eyes I have my own two hands I got a tongue I got ears use them to avoid now the consequences now afterwards you say okay that's khadr. the consequences yes he's correct in that he can say that khalas I made my tawbah I made my repentance those consequences now khalas that's my test I'm tested with that that's how you understand it. How do we explain that it's wrong to do what the women are doing in Iran after what happened to our teenagers? Please. What happened to our teenagers, though? Is she talking about how those women that were... So, okay, let me just put it this way as a principle. And I don't know if this answers Khada White's question. It is possible that there is a victim that is misguided in their response. It's possible. I'm not saying that's what's going on in Iran because I didn't follow it. I said last week I didn't follow it, and I stuck to that, and I didn't follow it. And again, I still didn't read up on it. Okay, but there, it is very possible that a person who is a victim may respond to the victim, uh, to their to their situation, with a misguided response. So, so to us. The reaction of a victim is not always, they do not get carte blanche to do whatever they want. Okay? You understand that? It does not mean that, uh, you know, you get carte blanche, you just do whatever you want because I'm a victim. This doesn't work like that. There is a right way to handle things and a wrong way to handle things. Now, the sensitivity comes in that you got a person in, in, in extreme pain, They're not open at this moment to receive any advice. I say that. uh, I say about that. um, Okay, we'll just have to wait. If they're not in a position to receive any advice, then you don't correct them. You don't. There's no point in correcting them or advising them. You have to wait until they're, as this new generation says, in the right headspace. Uh, Can a lady in her idda perform umrah Uh, if it is idda? of divorce not ida of death if her husband died then no she should not be going on trips Uh, but if it is a matter of her uh, being in the iddah of divorce then yes she may go out on Umrah what is the fastest way to become a Zahid if you want to become a Zahid get busy seeking your reward from Allah in this life and the next and you will find such a satisfaction in asking Allah for His reward, right? And then you will sort of the, there are a lot of light will enter your heart. You'll lose interest in a lot of things, and that's what true zuhud is: losing interest in what is a waste of time, and what is a distraction. What's the appropriate time to switch from self study of Arabic and fiqh via arc view to learning with a teacher? You should always do both at both times. It's not mutually exclusive. You you should a video is like a book. Books were made to be read, and videos were made to be watched. You can do that and be studying with a teacher at the same time. There's no reason not to do both. And I, I would say that the human being is always the priority, but the human being is not there for you all the time. That's the issue. The video is there for you all the time. Why do your scholars write books? Because he can't be with you all the time, so they write a book. You're meant to read that book. As long as you can understand the technical terminology in that book, you should read it. And then go back to study with teachers. And we are accept- accepting guests now. Anyone who's on the East Coast, you're an Arcview student on the East Coast, come visit us. We now have purchased some blankets, some pillows, and you could crash downstairs for a day or two. No more than three days. Right? No more than three days. After that, um, you're either paying us rent or you're leaving. Uh, no offense to anybody. But it's three days. You come because there are other people who want to come visit. You want to come and spend time with us Thursday night? We have classes and we have a program every Thursday night. Friday, we got Juma, We have the hangout after Juma. We got a program Friday night. Saturday, we're always off. And then Sunday, all day. All right, so you want to come hang out with us? You could do that. Can we stay for 40 days and do tabligh? Well, if you pay rent, maybe. So, because there's a lot of ArcView students that live like three hours away, so they come for uh, 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 a couple uh, a couple days, right? Uh, because it's got to be online. You got to make use of the the internet is, is just a resource. You got to make use of it, just like a book is a resource, a library is a resource, okay. But you also need to meet the human beings. That you, you need to meet human beings. We Muslims, we believe in meeting human beings. All right, before we get to more questions, sign up for our classes. Today is Monday, which means it's Hanafi day. Are you a Hanafi out there? Okay, or do you know any Hanafis? That today is the day for the Hanafi fiqh class at seven o'clock, basically after Salat al-Maghrib, 7.15. You sign up for Arcview Basic. Immediately, you're going to get an email with all the link and all the schedule. Okay, and you got your Zoom account open. As soon as it is class time, you click on the button. Okay, you click on that button, and you'll be in Hanafi class. That's how simple it is. And let me show you what I have here on my phone. I got my two ArcView Zoom links. I take Sheikh Osama's class on Zohar Zetsohid, right? It's such an amazing class. That's on, that's on Wednesday, Shafi Day. But Johar is I got in, in my notes the two Zoom links. Right? In the ArcView WhatsApp chat, we have wonderful TAs. Our TA leadership is based out of Virginia. I never thought that I'd be running something that... You know when you see these big organizations they say, oh yeah, our tech support, they're in Seattle. Our designers in Singapore, I'm like, oh, okay, so you're the big shots. We don't know that stuff. We don't have anything like that. It's so international. Excuse me. So, But now, actually, we have someone in Virginia. And they run our TA operation. The TA sends the reminder on WhatsApp. We're basically spoon-feeding you, right? So the TA sends a reminder on WhatsApp. I immediately click the link from WhatsApp, and I'm in the class. And i got to be honest, and I think most people do this, I might be doing something, too, but I'm listening to the class. And that is a method of learning. Right. Because we can't deny how people live today. And I might listen to the class later on again, a second time, because the recording is always on my or it's the it's the it's the hub where all the recordings are at. So that's how simple it is. I'm on the WhatsApp group and we only put like 100, 110 people on each WhatsApp group. So we have WhatsApp one, WhatsApp two, Arcview one, Arcview two, Arcview three. We're now that's Arcview five or something. And the Zoom, the Zoom link comes out about five, 10 minutes before class. Sometimes a little bit more. I just click it. And I'm sitting in the class and I'm listening. And I'm actually learning, right? While I'm doing something. Only thing I need to get is Wi-Fi for the car because I don't have Wi-Fi on this phone. Except if I'm in someone else's thing. Okay. So, um... What's that? That's the thing. And also, you could, you could, you could uh, put the recording on, right? You can down, you can get my arc view, put the recording on, listen. We have to learn in scheduled knowledge. Anything that's valuable, anything valuable, it happens with with, with preparation like with we're rational human beings one brick after another all right so that's that let's go to more questions read me a question uh, Habib. give me a question Asim.RV says you said ease comes at the same time as hardship. Doesn't ease come after the hardship also? Ease comes at all times from somebody who has a good opinion of Allah Ta'ala. You are in a constant state of ease. It's just that sometimes that ease comes with a precursor of some pain. Okay. Keep reading. saying islamically what is someone seeing when they are in a coma i have no clue to be quite honest with you we can ask them right people who are in a coma and, uh we can ask them it's so similar to i guess it's similar to like uh, sleep like a deep sleep but uh, we can ask them are we allowed to talk in our own language in sujood and the answer is yes you may if you do not speak the Arabic language, or you speak it but you cannot express yourself in the Arabic language, in the sujood, you're allowed to do that. Okay. What are the benefits of reciting Qasidah Burda? The benefits of reciting Qasidah Al-Burda. It's one of those qasidas that many, 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 ulama say it's blessed, it's beloved by Allah, it's something that they found so many blessings when they recite it. Because it is said, and this is just the testimony of the author of the Burda, Imam al-Busiri, and you can believe him or not believe him, I believe him. I believe him because my teachers said uh, believed him, and their teachers believed him, and their teachers believed him, all the way back in the chain of transmission of believing him, because he was an upright uh, person. So he said that he recited this Burda after he got sick, and he was a poet for the kings. And he used to just, like, basically imagine someone who's a a graphic designer or a media guy or a marketing guy, and he's just working for the highest bidder, right? Mercedes, Nike, whatever. Then all of a sudden he gets sick and starts using his skills for the sake of Allah. So he got really sick and he started using his skills uh, in writing poetry for the Prophet, peace be upon him. And in fact, people talk about it, it was literally very simple poetry. It's not like or- ornate poetry that people talk about, like of the Persians, like uh, Jamir, Rumi, all these. No, it's actually very simple poetry. Anyone could understand it. That's one of the benefits. And he started directing all his skills to the Prophet's praise, praise of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi And he said that for the Burda, he actually saw the Prophet in a vision, and he recited the entire Burda to the Prophet peace be upon him. And the Prophet was so pleased. And even one line, the Prophet completed the line for him. And the Prophet was so pleased with him that he took off his cloak, this cloak, which is called the Burda, and he threw it onto Imam al-Busiri. And Imam al-Busiri, as the Burda came to him, he woke up. And then he was healed also from his sickness. So he took that, this Burda is a healing too. And that word spread and... Uh, trustworthy people accepted it believed it and moved on right and, and, and passed it on i mean and as a result of that the buddha spread and spread and spread can i switch medhebs says MHBXYZ, to make it easier practice in the west is it permitted it is permitted to switch your medheb if it is on a principle uh that is not just desires but it's a principle so, for example, if I go to a land and I got a lot of um, uh, I got a lot of scholars, resources for a certain madhab. I don't know my dean. I need to learn it. Then it is valuable. To, you can change a method. Or I was born on a certain madhab. Okay, I was born on a certain madhab. but I I never investigated. Now I'm student of knowledge. I'm studying. I'm reading. And the Ijtihad of the common Muslim is to, uh, to choose who is most worthy of following. Common Muslim is not someone dumb. doesn't mean he's dumb. It just means he's not trained. You're smart enough to read, study, examine the methodologies. In the same way that every non-doctor chooses a doctor. How do I choose a doctor? References, I look at the person, I see how I'm being treated here. Like, well, in usul, you, you can read the methodologies. You can read the biographies of the imams. You could read the history of the madhhab. Okay. And then you choose a principle and you live based on a principle. This is the easiest way to live. So I've chosen the principle. Now I'm going to put in the factors of life and the evidences and whatever comes out that's what I that's how I live by. As long as, and there are always exceptions in every every method there are exceptions in which a certain methodology will produce a certain ruling that for us it becomes like impossible. Let me give you an example. In the Maliki Madhub, tanning does not purify leather. So, the leather that the Muslims use has to be from a pure source. Right? The biha. Okay? The biha. If you're going to wear leather, you can wear any leather you want. But to pray with it, it has to be the biha. According to Madik's madhab and his methodology. Now, the Sheikh Haddameen of Mauritania he gave a fatwa though he said that we also have another principle is that when commerce is so mixed up commerce is so mixed now that I could be in, 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 in New Jersey and I'm wearing a shirt that was made in Bangladesh right? Common. You could be in uh, Saudi Arabia and you could be eating a McDonald's and you don't know where the meat was sourced out of the meat could have been sourced out of Australia for all you know So there is a principle in the Madiki Madhab in which when things become impossible to decipher, the rule doesn't apply anymore. So Sheikh Haddameen said, all commerce today, the leather, it's all mixed up. No one knows where the leather is actually coming from, right? It could say made in Italy, but the leather is from who knows where, right? A belt, for example. could say made in Italy. Yeah, the belt is made in Italy. Where did they get the leather from? doesn't mean the leather is from Italy. So, he said that it that doesn't apply anymore. That's what Sheikh Haddameen said. Okay. So, uh, there are exceptions to the madhahib, but the madhahib within, they have a mechanism of handling these seeming impossibilities and inconsistencies. Samir X. Nalan says, is a Muslim ruler committing kufr without being... a a kafir if he rules by something other than the rules of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is three possibilities and the quran points to these by calling him different terms in surah ali imran Uh, the first one is fasiq the second is um and there's a third one which i don't want to misquote but if the person believes that the, sh- the sharia is Allah's law, but because of temptation and business and dunya and pleasing people, he doesn't rule by it. He's a fasaq. He's just an open sinner. Which is a big deal. But in contrast to what's to come, it's not. If he, um, d- uh, he believes that, yes, it's the rule of Allah, but it doesn't apply to us anymore, then he's a mubtada. Right? He's an innovator. Like, it's, Yeah, it's God's law, but it, that's for the old days. It's not uh, God's law for now. But I respect it. It's God's law, but it doesn't apply to us. And he goes and finds every single loophole because he does respect that it's God's law, but I don't believe it applies to us. He's a mubtada. That's a, an innovation. If he then uh, does not even believe that it's Allah's law, then he's a mubtada. He's a kafir. But if he's a decent politician, he won't say that. Because he'll know that there's some crazy Muslim group will rise up out of that. And by the way, I like some of these crazy people. There's a reason for some of this craziness. I'm justified. Sometimes. But again, not every uh, uh, wrong, that fighting every wrong, you don't get carte blanche because you're fighting the wrong. Okay? So just because, let's say, a uh, certain ruler XYZ is a fasik. That doesn't give me carte blanche to do whatever I want to him. He's a murtad. Let's say, um, you know, this Syrian rulers are not even Muslims. They're part of it. It's, Alawism is another religion altogether. It's mixed with some Islamic terms and has a history in Islamic history. Uh, 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 it has a history in, 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 in the Ummah, in the history of the Ummah. It, it's not Islam, period. Discussion over. Everyone knows that. What thereupon, this Alawism is not Islam, whether you use the name of Sayyidina Adi or not that doesn't mean I can do whatever I want. So we have to always look at that, that we have to observe certain procedures. Okay. So now, can the muwatta be the main book in the home to refer to little fiqhi matters? Because the smaller books don't contain all the matters. I've never seen anyone act, do that. To use the muwatta as a book of fiqh, because you have to understand how There are certain things that Imam Malik used in the Muatta or did in the Muatta that may not be apparent. So you actually have to study his methodology. For example, Imam Malik cites many hadiths, not for the sake of using them as evidence, but out of the sake of telling people that I know this sound narration, I'm letting you know that I know it. But it's not my evidence because I have a stronger evidence and usually that is a solitary hadith that contradicts or that is not the amal of Ahlul Madinah, but he cites it, and there was a man who came to him, Madik. you cite this hadith about buying and selling, but your fiqh is the opposite of it. Why do you give the fatwa that is opposite to the hadith you have in your book? Madik got upset with his attitude, and he said, so that no ignorant person like yourself thinks that I didn't know it. I knew the hadith, but there's a better evidence than that. So you have to understand how what Malik meant by that. There is hadith, for example, Malik says that there was a man who saw in Medina a man slaughtering a pigeon, a little bird, as aqiqah aqiqah seven days after a ba- baby is born, you slaughter some food, you give out the meat to people. Okay, Malik cites that, but then afterwards... He cites that. This is not the practice, though. Yes, someone did that. I know someone did that, but that's not the practice. The practice is it has to be a sheep. Okay. So, or a goat. So you have to understand the method in which Madik is talking about the mufti. Mm-hmm. Message from Muhammad Sa'ud. She says, Rabi or Al-Awwal Mubarak. Muhammad Sa'ud is leading a campaign for ARCview to start supplying GMT-based timings for classes. GMT. UK. Because they're like... We have diehards in the UK. And they're like going to work like this. Right? Because they stayed up till 2 in the morning studying Joharat as a Right? And they're lucky they actually don't drive. They just use the tr- the train. But they, they can't do it any. They, we have to... We have to get start giving them GMT classes. And guess what? It's easier for us to do GMT classes... Imams are busy at night in the masajid with people or with their families. But we need to be basically uh, in the daytime, imams, they can probably teach in the daytime if he's a mosque imam. There is a madiki fit guide for normal people or common Muslims, do they mean to say? Yes, shikrami nasur. Also, by the way, the person who asked this question, the way that ARC view works is each madhhab each madhub has a chat okay that chat is made for you to ask the quick question to the sheikh hey sheikh i'm right now i'm about to eat something that has this in it is halal or haram i'm a common guy i can't look it up i'm not going to trust a website so we have that you know that whatsapp chat that's part of the purpose of arcview that the the, the sheikh will answer your questions uh the bahai b says is it considered halal if you take loans out from banks uh no it is not it's an interest loan the bank would not do it if it was not an interest loan i have some hair sticking out here i just noticed i'm like one of those you know those fashionable hijabis stick the hair out that's probably a politically incorrect thing to say but some people do it right Iman Meyer says, what do I say to the person who told me to speak only Arabic? They said no other language is allowed. Yes, that is the Shafi and Hanafi and Hanbali position. What I give you is the Madiki position. Why do Muslims have different answers to one question? Excellent question. Why, why are there multiple answers to one question? And the answer to that is that is two things. Number one, the Prophet wasallam said, Allah obligated certain things and he forbade certain things. And he remained silent on certain things out of a mercy for you, not out of forgetfulness. Those things that he remained silent upon are for the scholars to answer themselves. So that it would allow many different opinions. Because some opinions may benefit others. Right? Each opinion may be of benefit. And, and so all the benefits end up existing in the Ummah. Right? All the benefits end up existing. So that's one thing. Second thing. Second thing. There are always things that happen in life. The revelation came with the basic fundamentals and the principles but the world keeps changing. And there are something called Nawazil. New matters. New matters. Which require us to draw upon the principles of the quran and the sunnah and answer them well not us but the scholars so they do that okay and they may differ on those things so these are two reasons so one thing on purpose that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left certain matters he didn't give a ruling on it he left it to the scholars use their judgment then there are always new matters that come on that get involved in life and we get involved in these things So the scholars have to give us answers. And again, the scholars may draw on different principles. okay, And therefore, all those benefits will exist in the ummah. So you have different madhabs and different groups. And each group will preserve a different value, virtue, and and benefit. So for example, when we say, no, the Hanafis say, no, you do not make sujood, you do not speak any other language in the Salah, Hanafis or Shafi, let's say for example. There's a value in that. It that forces people to learn Arabic, right? Or it keep, they keep the du'a in their heart. The Medici differed with that. They said, no, the people need to express themselves to their Lord. And there's nothing prohibiting this. So you have difference of opinion. Each, these virtues, these virtuous things are being preserved in the ummah. So all of us have to preserve certain things. Like what? We all have to preserve Tawheed, for example. And we all have to shun alcohol, for example. But there are other virtues and vices which it's okay if there's a diversity in the ummah for it. And if you look at the Islamic groups, you see this. Some groups are very big on da'wah. Other groups are memorizing Quran. If you, there are groups, if you join, you're not gonna do any da'wah. You're gonna memorize the Quran. It's an amazing virtue. But if everyone did that, no one did da'wah, then we have a problem. So different virtues preserve different things. So that's why there is great wisdom and great value in having different schools of thought and different (sighs) All Alright, next question. Which Arcview plan allows us to study Jauharat al-Tawheed's Arcview Plus? Arcview Plus is the scholarship track. Arcview Basic is the fundamentals. I really, I really hope that we can one day have 10,000 people on Arcview Basic. Why? Because we want the fundamentals of fiqh, aqidah, ulum al-Quran, ulum al-Hadith to be known by, we need thousands of people to know it. Arcview scholarship track is going to be for somebody who uh, is ready to move on and and study heavier books and has the patience to take that for years. Because Jawahar al tawheed is going to take at least three terms, if not more sister xy low says 007 all right so she says ruling on nasheeds with sounds only by the voice and the hands even if these sounds end up uh, uh, sounding like music it's halal for you to to listen to we just go by the letter of the law not by the spirit of the law in that so if it sounds like that and they put echoes and they put effects and they put everything else but they did not use an instrument so on what basis is are the scholars going to say it is haram for them So that is a, uh, it is allowed. Are ibadis Sunni Muslims? No, ibadis are a sect. They're like the opposite of the Shia. They, they uh, It's just a sect. They ha- it has no value, no benefit. I'm sorry to say that. Some people get offended when I say that their school of thought has no value, no benefit. I had one of my kids the other day saying, upset. Oh, why are you upset? Oh, because uh, I made a picture for the other kid and they said and they said it's it's uh, i don't want it said it's garbage i said child why did you say that your siblings painting is garbage they made it for you who taught you to say those things no, i said i didn't like it so i called it garbage I said where did you learn to talk like that well, there's nothing but facts live stream when I mean, you don't like something you call it garbage okay great so i'm turned out i'm a bad example but it is what it is. Some stuff is just useless. There's no value. You can study it, Wikipedia, learn what the ibadi Madhab is, but what benefit has ibadi Ibadah Madhab bought the world? Nothing. My friend apostated. Well, edit that thing because you can't be friends with an apostate. He is in, says insulting things about Islam now. It's very sad to be honest with you, but you're not, we're not allowed to keep the company. It's in Matan al-Akhdari and many other elementary things that we don't keep the company of fasaqim, of apostates, uh, apost- let alone apostate. A Fasaq is an open public sinner. He's not embarrassed about his sins. Why? Because we don't trust ourselves. We, ourselves, can be, expo- can, can, can be lured in. When my, for example, my kids, and I don't like talking about my family, but when my family asks me, for example, like, why are you taking the electronics away? I take, I take the stuff on I pack it away at night, right? I know the temptation of sitting, and when you're tired and your judgment's not clear, you can sit on a phone, a computer, an iPad for hours. And I'm telling you, 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 you sit down at 11 p.m., say to yourself, I'm just going to look for five minutes while I relax. At the end of a long day. You blink, it's 2.30 a.m. And now you're in a cycle of like, you're in a cycle where your brain just has to look at the screen. And I have to say, I don't trust myself, my nafs, my own nafs. Allah says this in the Qur'an. You're not a prophet. You're not a big anything. We're human beings. I don't trust my own nafs. And I don't trust your nafs. And I don't trust the Iblisi people on this. And I don't trust that some people are not Iblisi people, but they produce really great videos. You could sit for hours watching these videos, Right? And these apps are just, these people are like the wizards of the pharaoh. They're, they made apps that, I can't get my eyes off this, right? I literally can't get my eyes off this. They know exactly what I want, what makes me happy. I can't get you know, my eyes off these things, right? And it happens. Are we going to say it doesn't happen? Are we going to fake it that we're like some pious people that, that, that this doesn't happen? I don't want it to happen anymore, right? I want to get this snake under control, just as Musa controlled the snake, with allah's help this is the snake of the pharaoh's time right of our time of the pharaoh's magicians these app guys are geniuses they've got you on algorithms that you just can't stop doing this with your thumb you can't stop right and you're it's two in the morning your judgment is it's clouded it's 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 now soft you can't control yourself anymore and you just keep going right I need to protect myself from that. I'm going to protect you from it. You don't have to necessarily like that. I want to try to make this as fun as possible, your childhood and your upbringing, but I have to do this because I just I know it's a mess up your next day. And if you mess up a day, you can mess up a week. If you mess up a week, you can mess up a month. If you mess up a month, you can mess up a quarter, three months. If you mess up a quarter of your year, you messed up your whole year. If you mess up your year you mess up your life. And these childhood 13 14 this is the it's the most important time to get into good habits and to build for your future. Right? And if you're a parent you're not just work worried about their dunya or your akhirah you're worried about their dunya and their akhirah. Even if I was going from the dunya let's say I just I'm not even to have nothing to do with the deen just from the dunya perspective this distractions terrible for you. From the dunyawi perspective, I don't want you on this. I'd rather you be, spend part of your time in athletics to get your physical body going, to bond with your friends, but not all the time with athletics. I don't want a jock and a meathead for a kid, okay? You got to have some time in the deen and the masjid, studying and giving back to the community. And you have to have some time, a lot of time for your academics, whether or not, we want to talk theory and say, you know, Abdul Qadr al-Jailani, he did this. Okay, go send your kid back and go live back in that century. Okay, don't give me a metaphor from, from books. Give me something in real life. Real life requires a lot of time to be devoted to these academics, whether you like it or not. I don't care if I like it or not. I don't like it, but it's the reality of life. And you go fast forward, and the people who don't have certain problems in life they focused... They did good in school. That's how simple it is. I, I I hate school more than anyone else. I'm telling you. But I did like the... I did love studying, to be honest with you. I hated... I hated uh, uh, classes where the teacher was sloppy. I had a chemistry professor. He was all over the place. I hated it. I then had a bio professor. Okay? She was one of those old school lesbians. Right? The old school. I'm talking 1970s and 80s lesbians. These types where... I don't know, I worked with two lesbians, her, and I had another lady who was an office manager in, 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 in an academic department that I was in. Why are these people the easiest people to deal with, right? Well, they're like the easiest people to deal with. There's no drama with these people. She was strict, both of them were super strict, okay? They like had the same uniform, right? Like the office manager uniform, the buttoned up shirt, the Dockers pants, right, and the short hair. But she was so strict, but she was so predictable. Right? I loved studying for that class. That was a bio class. I loved studying for that class. So if the teacher was solid and, and, and pushed you hard, but also was predictable, that I loved that aspect of things. Whenever it was like, like the teacher was just not that great, um, and it was, it was like helter-skelter, I didn't find the ability to do it. But the challenge for me, I just took it as a sport. I just made it a different sport. And the, cha- the, the championship of the sport is to be exempt from the final. I don't know if they have this these days. But if you get straight A's across each marking period, you don't have to take the final. To me, that was a championship, right? And that's where, that's basically how I did it. So school, whether you like it or not, you have to do it. So that's what we want. This is distraction. These tools, these things, they got to be locked up. I can't have these snakes all over the house, Right? So, we don't trust our nefs. And that's, that all came from, we don't keep the company of a fasiq. You definitely don't keep the company of a murtad and an apostate who's leaving Islam. If he comes back and he wants to ask you questions about Toba, hey, I want to come back, blah, blah, blah. Fine, answer the question. And welcome him with open doors, if he comes with that attitude. Otherwise, I'm not keeping his friendship. How do I know he's not going to rub off on me? Are you some saint? He could rub off on me. So, if he comes with questions and answers, and he wants answers in a genuine way not hey let i'm challenging you no don't challenge me go talk to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and go uh, uh, uh when you see allah ta'ala in the afterlife take that attitude see what it b- brings you you're just gonna get zabaniya okay zabaniya are the angels of punishment if you're coming with an attitude i'm not even talking to you i talk to attitudes not to the person I always assess a person by their attitude not what they're what they're saying i want to look at the attitude How do we set boundaries Islamically when someone is acting in a way that you don't like? Not necessarily halal and haram. Very uh, very uh, good question and Allah has given us this answer in the Qur'an. If you ever want to move away from them, Allah says, فَقُلْ لَهُمْ قَوْلًا مَّيْسُورًا Say a nice word and walk away. Just say something. Hey guys, I, I'm busy. I can't do this. Hey, I really want to be with you guys, but I gotta run. Ali Raghib says, can we use music as, for example, let's see, he says here, as a means to an end, and the answer is no. I'm telling you, and I'll say it over and over and over, music puts you in a different zone, and you find it very hard to get back into the vibration of the Qur'an, the zone of the Qur'an. There's no word for this in Arabic, I don't think. Maybe the word hal, but music, it puts you in a different orbit, and a different wavelength. And you listen to music a lot, with these full instruments and orchestras, no matter what it is, you find it very difficult to get back into the Quran. And when you recite from memory, it's gone. Like where did the surah go? I used to know this. So you don't wanna go that route. Are there any books or sunnah methodologies that you can prescribe for us parents? I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Any advice on the best way to raise these little humans? First of all, you're very, very lucky that you're getting ahead of the game and you're getting your mind right before your kids are teenagers. But I would highly recommend to read everything you can get your hands on from Muslims and non-Muslims, okay? I would highly recommend you read the books of Leonard Sachs. Leonard Sachs, he's one of the best people to talk about this subject. And many, many, many Christians out there in America... They're also trying to, uh, to, 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 uh, to raise their kids and fight against the machine that has come out there in destroying families, destroying minds, destroying generations. So get the books of Leonard Sachs. Read the, uh, read the books, any book that he references to read. Just read a lot and watch a lot of videos and spend time with them. Time is the best thing that you can spend, to be honest with you. The one thing I, I, alhamdulillah, that is the best piece of advice is spend time. You might be the dumbest person in the world, but if you spend a lot of time doing something, you'll get better at it. There's no quick fix in this. I don't believe in this thing of quality time over quantity time. It could be both, right? Qual- you need to spend a lot of time with these humans and you realize how they're coming out. But you have to have a lot of courage. Most people are afraid they're afraid of their kids, right? Um, I'm, I have read, suggest you be afraid of the bad consequences of things more than being afraid of your kids. And observe other families. This is a nonstop, we're all learning this. Nobody really hasn't got it down. There's no such thing as I got it down. There's no such thing. It's a constant nonstop learning. That's why I never give a parenting class. How could I give a parenting class? Did I do it? Right? What can I show you as my proof? Okay, I, I I gotta wait till they're old. By the time they get old, guess what? The times changed, right? And the new parents, the, like the like the parents of who are just having their kids in the year twenty thirty five, let's say, fifteen years from now, I'll have so much parenting experience. But the parent who is having his first kid at, in the year twenty thirty five, he's got to deal with fitness that I don't even understand, right? My, our own parents, they don't know the fitna of mobile phones and, and, and iPads and online learning. They, don't, they, they have no experience on this. How could you advise me on something you don't know? Right? So they can only advise the spirit, which is be patient. Spend a lot of time with them. Be patient. You know, all that stuff. Be happy. Make sure the home is a happy environment. The general spirit of things, but the specifics they can't advise. It's going to be the same with me. By the time I learn, then figured this out, and all our kids are gone and they're uh, and I, I I learned I made mistakes and benefited. By the time I transmit that, life has changed, right? SubhanAllah, that's how it is. Every generation has to discover it on their own. Dino says, our haqiqa and kaifia used interchangeably in the context of Bila kaif. We don't say bila kaif. We say wal kaif la yakoon. It is not possible there is no how with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It, for example, how does he descend? No, we don't know how he descends. No. Descent is not even a possibility and Majaz exists in the Arabic language allegory, metaphor exists in the Arabic language therefore it exists in the Quran and furthermore we have Ta'wilat for all of these things from the setup that we can rely upon so uh, we say as Ashairah that La'yekun and that's Madik's quote right? Madik has two quotes on this one is not the correct quote, one is the correct quote. The correct quote is given by Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani. Let me read it to you in exact language so I don't make a mistake. And I have these all saved. Yeah, I got these all saved in my, uh, in my albums. The iPhone albums. I got Z as, as like uh, an album. I pull it up like uh, a blade, like a switchblade. Uh, anytime someone brings these up, the exact saying of Imam Malik as narrated by Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani is Ar-Rahmanu al the merciful is on ala al-Arshistawa this is the verse okay upon the Arsh making istiwa Kama wasafa nafsahu as he described himself "Wala yuqalu kayf. we do not say kayf wa anhu marfu' even asking how for Allah this is lifted meaning in the terminology for it now it is rationally a contradiction there's no asking كيف. وَالْكَيْفَ and you're a bad person because this person is uh, was just he's asking these questions to cause up fitna صَاحِبْ بِدْعَ expelled him. okay let us now look at Couple more questions before we wrap up today. Give me uh, two minutes. I'll be back in two minutes. Type in Safina Society. See if they approved our uh, campaign for we want to send three kids to Umrah this year. One of my goals, and this is gonna be another organization that we develop, or it's just gonna be a branch of Safina Society. I want to send people to Umrah. I want kids to go with a sheikh to Umrah. Now search. Um, do a search for Safina Society. And see if our campaign... SP, I've asked two questions. Alright, let's see what SP has said. We're here for your khidmah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us live and die in the khidmah of the Muslims. This is such a... a, a something that I remember being a, a Learning and studying and enjoying every minute of it. And now it's time for me to pay that back. And I do it with joy and pleasure okay uh the question here is i sometimes at work listen to salawat and dhikr good no problem but i feel guilty sometimes no don't worry about this a dhikr was salawat and all that La that you could listen to it but not the quran you have to you have to be able to focus on the quran Sophia has a good piece of advice. Do not look at your phone right away. Wait an hour when you wake up. That's a good piece of advice. I, I don't know how I have a friend, subhanAllah. I went to Hajj with him. And we were in the room. And he has an f- iPhone, one of these iPhones this big. And this brother, he can go in the middle of the night, wake up at 2.30 in the morning, read a PDF from his iPhone, and go right back to sleep. I personally can't do that. If I look at a text message, right, I'm up for an hour. My brain will not sleep again. I don't know how people do it. What does it mean if a friend dreams you are pregnant, says, Yeah, D. Well, I'm not going to interpret your specific dream, but I will tell you that pregnancy usually means that good is coming, right? That good is coming. Good is on the way. Okay, go into the search box. Type in Safina Saidi. But it, as we said in the beginning of the stream, the way of Allah, it's sabr. Things will come slowly. No results? All right, let's send a message to these brothers. Okay, launch good. I'm going to go, I'm going to send it to the to the president himself michigan chris his name is abdurrahman blow vaults vault. vault. french okay yeah mr frenchman assalamu alaikum yeah chris you are oh. assalamu alaikum chris how's it going uh, i hope launch good is doing well and everything you're actually live on the Nothing But Facts live stream. I'm recording this live. I'm asking uh, if you could move up our, um, our campaign for the Umrah, raising money for the three students to go to Umrah. Inshallah, we're going to do it. It's only $10,000 for three kids to go to Umrah. So Chris, can you ask your guys and give the order, since you're the big boss, to move my account up and to verify it so that uh, we can start raising the funds for that? Please, thank you very much. Right, so that was Chris Bovalt, the founder of this brilliant idea. I'm almost it's, it's such a good idea, I'm almost jealous. Uh, as a as a good deed plus a business idea. <clears throat> Next question. Who do we got? symptoms of anxieties oh, Salah, Salah on the Prophet is number one source of removing anxieties and you have to do a lot though two, three hundred a day a thousand a day Okay, why is Milad called Eid if there's only two Eids in Islam um, there are only two Eids that are Sunnah mu'akkada from the Prophet there may be Another Eid that is just not a sunnah, it's just halal for you to celebrate. Eid just means something that happens every year. So celebration in Islam is permitted. You cannot elevate a Eid to become sunnah mu'akkada. That's only two Eids are sunnah mu'akkada for the entire ummah. Okay, But in general, you're allowed to celebrate something that is halal and the method of celebration is halal. But you cannot elevate it to sunnah mu'akkada. So, the proof is on the one who prohibits a celebration. In general, celebration of things in Islam is permitted. You may celebrate things. Scheduling things is permitted. You may schedule something. Okay? It is permitted to schedule something. Ihsanika Media, nice logo. Ihsanika Media on Instagram, very nice logo, I have to say. So that's the answer to the question for Farid Sayyid. It is permitted to celebrate something. What is not permitted is to alter what is sunnah mu'akkada from what is mubah. Right? It's mubah to celebrate things. Can you say bless you to a non-Muslim after they sneeze? Yes. And it's a du'a for him. We ask, may Allah bless you. We should want everyone to have the khayr that we have of Islam. It's unfortunate when I look around... There's a lot of people with a lot of venom towards Islam and a lot of hatred and a lot of ideas that are not true. So we really have to fix that. We really need to fix that. How? One person at a time. Every one of you try to be a good example. Okay. Hamza Hussain, cheering on our campaign. Thank you so much. and uh, You're going to get this great reward. We're going to work together to get great reward, and inshallah ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala will will deem us worthy of being saved. And not only us saved, but our children could be saved, right? And our youth could be saved. Because you might have a kid who's not as motivated as you are in the deen. It just happens, right? And you might have a kid who's more motivated than you, and they have more resources than you, so they come better. Al Maghribi 95, is there a Madiki text to be studied after Khalil? You study the commentaries on Khalil and then you learn, you study uh, uh, Al Fatwa, how to give Fatwa on Nazila. So you do, there is uh, that whole uh, field of study, okay? Uh, which is the Fatwa. Sheikh? do we need to cover missed prayers? Yes, you do. It's called Qada The current prayer is called Adat. The old prayer that you missed is called Qada, And you calculate the years that you owe. Let's say, I don't know, four and a half. Okay, so say five, right? Because five, if I say four and six months, uh, maybe, I don't know. If five, yes, 100%, I'll definitely have covered all my missed prayers in five years. I didn't miss more than five years. Okay, good. So today is what? It's October 3rd. Let's say October 2022. From now until October of 2027. That's five years. You pray every fard twice. And you do not pray any nawafir. There's no effort accepted from you. With one exception is that there are major community-based sunan mu'akkada that you may do. If you are fulfilling your faraid of your qada'ah, which is Eid, even tarawih, some people said, as a fatwa, not the ruling. Just because there's a community element to it. Rain prayer, uh, kusuf, khusuf, istikhara, those, yes, you can do. The community-based and the personal need prayers. Everything else is going to be just qada. Got that? All right, good. Dino Palavra says, by keif I meant without modality. Is haqiqah same as kayfiyyah? I don't know what they mean by that To be quite honest with you Whether they When they say Al-Zahir The Hanabila have a whole uh, They have a whole um, diff- They have a different meaning To the word Al-Zahir That If you go to my episode My podcast episode On YouTube With Sheikh um, The, the uh, Subhanallah uh, Yusuf Sheikh Yusuf Ibn Sadiq Amazing scholar who actually is due to give us, to send us lectures, which we're going to share with, with the world. We're sharing these lectures with, uh, uh, with the entire world. I need to find out now. Let's contact, where are our videos? We need these videos because we want to hear this, uh, this this aqeerah from Sheikh Yusuf, from Al-Madrasa Al-Hambariyya. So let's send him a voice message. Oh, that's a, that's bad. The, the only th- the thing is that you can't send a voice message on Facebook Suite outside the Instagram app. So I'm gonna say Assalamualaikum exclamation point. How are we coming on the Hambadi videos on the Akida videos? You're gonna want to you, you don't want to miss these. How are we coming on the Akida recordings? Question mark. Should I be question mark, question mark, or just question mark? Just question mark. Question mark, question mark is anxiety, right? That's anxiety, right? Okay. Last message. All right. Inbox. This is a new segment of our program. Checking the inbox. And Maham says, I have not got a message back from Ihyat Tours. So. Okay. So let us... Because we have an Umrah trip coming. Some people get the land package only. Other people get the air and the land package. As-salamu alaykum, Athar kifaharuk. Uh, check it out. There is a sister. Her name is Maham Masood. She sent you an email uh, And about the land package. Maybe this is private. I'm sorry, Maham. But it's public now. Uh, <laughs> could you please email her, please? How many more spots I, I have no idea. He said he's going to send me the roster, but... It's decreasing day by day. Okay, uh, Salam. Do you know the secrets of Tayr al Ard, Ta'ul Ard, Ta'ul Ard, Ta'ul Ard? Ard means it's literally like you move faster than is really like mathematically expected. You travel from one place to another faster than is mathematically expected, and this is one of the karamats that happens when a person an individual is very near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it becomes one of his karamats that he may travel to a location faster than what is mathematically expected that's it it's just more about your nearness to Allah wa ta'ala through ibadah and dhikr and avoiding haram avoiding haram is really subhanallah it's really the secret avoid haram Avoid sins, and avoid the sins of the heart, of kibr of arrogance, of all these things, of bad relations with people. You don't want to have bad relations with... with us as Muslims, we should be very soft, right, with with people. All right. Thoughts on the Ahbash? You, you want me to say something and then get myself, like, excommunicated, or killed? Right? The Ahbash, they don't play games. They do not play games. The Ahbash come from a scholar who spent his life in Lebanon he's from Ethiopia but he lived in Lebanon I believe he lived in Medina for a time fighting the Wahhabia, fighting the Wahhabia, and he spent a lot of time doing that I don't know anything about the organization but I, that's their aqidah war with the Wahhabia, in what is correct but there was two things that I'm telling you others have said about them from the uh, uh, non-Ahbash scholars that said that there, there is some gulu in takfir. They made takfir in places where others did not. And number two, there is some tashayyya regarding bad things said about Sayyidina Muawiyah. Okay? That's the answer to that. Ya Ahbash, Ya al Ahbash, don't come after me. I'm telling you the people what others have said from this, my teachers in Aqidah. Okay? Well, I guess if they want to come after me, they can. I said it, right? So, (laughs) you can't say something and then not want the consequence. (laughs) But uh, when I go to Philly, I pray in their mosque. That's the mosque I go to in Philly. And they pray southeast, which I have no problem with. Because the the, the, the Qibla by Fitra is southeast. By Fitra. If the Qibla by, like, technical precision, is going to be northeast, Right? fitra is going to be southeast because you ask yourself a simple question does the sun rise east is no discussion we know it's east but we differ on north or south but if you go by Fitra, you ask yourself is it colder here or in mecca you ever see it snowing in mecca right we get snow they don't we're northern we're more north than them so common sense says Qibla southeast so i don't blame them for that right that's not to me in even the slightest issue San Madik, did you hear my answer on uh, did you hear my answer on salawat? Salawat on the Prophet wasallam removes anxiety faster than you can ever imagine. And not only that, it replace, replaces it with sweetness. Could you give us some insight, says Ghid, and Ghid hasn't asked a question in a long time, um, on inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun, To Allah we belong and to Allah we shall return. This is to calm our hearts From calamities. And we can say it at anything which we would determine to be a calamity. It's not just for death, right? It's not just for death. Anything that we consider to be a calamity is a calamity. Then we could say, and there's a great reward for that. Upon them is salawat from Allah and rahmah. What is salawat? Salawat from Allah is essentially salawat has been described. One of the definitions of it is everything good, and including rahma. Then rahma is said again as either emphasis or that salawat is on you now and rahma later, more rahma later, and Allah knows best. But that is the 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 idea and the concept of. Saying, "Inna lillahi inna ilayhi to Allah we belong, and unto Allah we shall return, which means Allah can do whatever He wants with the creation, but He's wise and merciful. So, with whatever's happening now that I don't like, is for wisdom, and to learn a lesson. Maybe it's a wisdom that I'm going to see later down the line, etc. Hussein, Hamza Hussein says, there is no Tashayyah allowed in this chat, and that is totally true. Who is guilty of Tashayyah so we could block him? Muhammad Saeen Ghurkani, our uh, Maldivian? No, he became a Sunni. Did you not? Or was you just lying and giving me taqiyya when he said that he has absolute love for Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali, and he loves Sayyidah Aisha? Umm um, al-Mu'mineen, your mother is... Whether you like it or not. And actually, she is not the mother of the Fasikin and the Mubtadi'ah. She said that herself, actually. Right? Okay. So, but hopefully, um, uh, it wasn't Saqiyah and he was serious. Okay. Ibrahim Khan. Did the prophet seek refuge from becoming like Greek philosophers? Is it sahih? Just give the narration. I never heard that narration. This week's question from Sophia, when will you tell us about the series of miscommunications that kept you outside the country? Oh, boy. The series of unfortunate events that we, alhamdulillah, was an important experience. Let me just tell you this. This is a real important thing. The wisdom behind it. One of the wisdoms behind it. Our dawa Center here. We're on the third floor. There's second floor. Pe- two f- family lives there. First floor, it's Dar al classrooms. It doubles up. And it's the soup kitchen. And it's going to also double up as like a bed and breakfast, not a luxurious one. You're going to sleep on the floor. But for the students of knowledge who are on the East Coast, Ark View students on the East Coast, we're putting together where they could come in crash for the weekend from Thursday night to Sunday night. And then they could, you know, just be part, be part of the classes here and hang out with the guys here. We're surrounded by people from the Dominican Republic, from Mexico, from Ecuador, from Nicaragua, from all the Central American countries, right? And we deal with them every day. Not deal with them like intimately, but I deal with them in terms of they're the people who built this place the people who, who are who are um, who renovated this place and built most of this stuff, they're from these countries. What ended up happening with me in August was that I was in one of these countries and I ended up getting stuck there and I didn't know how long I was going to be stuck there. So, I had to cut my costs because I did not know how long this is going this is going to be, which made me then look for the cheaper you know uh, place to stay and that forced me to spend about it ended up being less uh, six days when I spent six days in one of these countries, okay, I really saw you know how they lived and what they're fleeing from they're fleeing from something that many many people many countries are also suffering from it's a type of mass depression not financial it's financial depression it's morale like when you I see I saw people there they spent the whole day in their PJs and their flip flops maybe it's poverty but it's also morale is so down right morale like there's no reason to live there's nothing exciting there's no hope Every turn that you take is trash. Like, physically, there's trash. Nothing is done well. I pass by the government building. The government building used to be the palace of, of a king a long time ago. So it's a beautiful building. But even that, like, you have this gorgeous, gorgeous structure. And then they put the lettering like the government building. Okay? Whatever it, in Spanish it was. Like, there's not a single time where they put lettering up that like all the letters are there. It's like one letter is missing and you just see the dirt from around it. You know when that happens, right? Or you, even a beautiful building and someone had graffitied something. Or like a wonderful door, but it just wasn't, it hasn't been stained for like years, decades. It's just like drabbed and it just takes five minutes to stain a door, right? To just sand it off, stain it. This is the government building, but there's poverty, there's probably tons of corruption. New Brunswick, in this area, which is considered a little bit, it's definitely considered, you know, not from the nice, the nice areas to live in. It's not the hood. There's no one getting killed out there, right? There's not, you're not going to walk outside and see uh, people dealing drugs, okay? A couple blocks down, you will see people just who are out of it, whose brains are fried from drug use. And alhamdulillah, two of our guys, one of whom his sister just logged in, they maintained a, a, a type of sunnah that we have, which is feeding these guys every Friday we go and just give them food. So this area that we live in here, which m- any suburban American will drive in and say, whoa, what happened? What area are we, what part of town are we in? I'm telling you, it's, it's ten times nicer than a regular home and a regular life in one of these Central American countries. Okay, and that's why this is a cut above everything. Now you have a context of the people that you are claiming and saying that we're trying to like connect with. I have a context, right? And I now it sort of gave me a motivation. I want to. I want them to live better. I can't. It's not. It doesn't sit right with anybody. I don't think. Not just me. All of you probably the same. To have a great blessing and to see people to see them with your own two eyes, not have that blessing. It's heartless to then, then say, uh, let us just go on with life and forget it. You know, like for, I don't, want, don't, don't remind me of them because I can't enjoy my blessing. No, I want to um, enjoy my blessing as a blessing from Allah Ta'ala, but I want to be grateful. I want to live and die as a grateful servant, as Allah says. And that gratefulness is by using a lot of your time, which you don't have to spend any of your time and money on this. There's no fard from Allah. It's from your willingness to want to be a grateful servant to spend your time and money making giving them a little bit of a better life right in the worldly sense that's the concept uh, of our soup kitchen and having gone there i think that i believe personally that's one of the wisdoms because i cannot tell you how badly i wanted to get out of there right as much as i was like okay this is a wisdom from allah i'm going to i'm going to make this happy i'm going to make myself happy here I'm going to make myself enjoy this. I'm going to try to see the wisdom here. I can't tell you how happy I was to get out of there. And just to land back in Newark Airport. Newark, New Jersey. Which is not... (laughs) We got the turnpike that was filled with factories. Right? There's smoke coming out of every other exit. There's some factory with smoke. And I'm like, oh, the relief. Clean roads. Right? predictable stuff. When I say predictable, for example, you, you, you don't go in America to an elevator and wonder if it's going to work or not, right? In those countries, everywhere you go, you just wonder, is it going to work or not? Like there's nothing predictable. So that's the concept and idea that of, of trying to wonder what is the wisdom of this happening? And if you have that mentality, you're never really upset because even though I might be in pain and misery, but I'm also fascinated what is Allah doing with me here? Why am I here? Like you ever think about that? What is going on? Why am I here? What is Allah doing with me? That's what Hikam ibn Atayi says, the, the, the correct approach to Qadr is ask, what is Allah doing with me today? Like, these things like, why am I doing with this person? What's the wisdom behind it? It's a constant treasure hunt. It's a nonstop treasure hunt, right? For, for the wisdom that Allah has. And that's what I believe... Uh, that's why I came back with a, a greater motivation and a broader vision, a broader vision for the Dawa Center, the soup kitchen, which I'm thinking that it's going to be called La Cocina. La Cocina. The kitchen, just in Spanish. La Cocina. And some people said, well, that's not something from Islamic heritage. Well, that's true. But this isn't serving the Muslims. We're here to serve these Central American uh, population that's living right next to us, that they're not enjoying what we enjoy. They're suffering the same way that some of our uh, family are suffering in Gaza and and Egypt and Pakistan, but we can't help them in the same way. These people are right here. Two miles, right? Two miles, three miles from us, they live. So, by analogy of zakah, zakah is due to the people that you live in the same land with. Of course, zakah is for Muslims, but by analogy, I'm saying, you really should help the people that live in the same town as you. So, and that's our methodology. And our methodology, our methodology is something that we don't invite them to Islam openly like this. It's not our style. But they know that we're Muslims. And if they ever ask a question, then, if we see it peak, we put it out there that we have a breakfast in the mosque. Come to the mosque for a breakfast. And... Uh, come to the mosque for a breakfast. And we teach you about Islam. Because I don't want this to be Christian missionary work. I don't like it. It's just like, here, uh, taking advantage. I'm not into that. I want us just to provide the service as Muslims. And openly with that. And we put q- q- qasidas on so they hear the name of Allah... They know that we're Muslims. But at, yet at the same time, they're not being pushed. Uh, people aren't dumb. Just because they're poor, they're not dumb. And that's what happens with, I think, the, in the missionary work, I guess they do prey on those who are a bit like that. I don't want to go that route. It doesn't seem right to me. So people aren't dumb. You know we're Muslim. You can come and ask us. And maybe at some point, we will put some Spanish lectures of Islam up that people could hear. La, co, la cantina, two for more informal. La cantina, la cocina, different. Um, yeah. Let's see what people said. You support the Soup Kitchen by going to safinasociety.org backslash foundation. And soon, there will be its own website. Right? safinasociety.org backslash foundation. Click on it. Let's see what it... Oh, sorry. Forward slash. The brother always tells me. Forward slash, not backslash. Fine. Forward slash foundation. Enter. And you see this website? At the bottom, it says in the middle there it says soup kitchen support. You click on that bad boy, and then you get a wonderful donation page. Together we can do good deeds, and hopefully that will be the cause that Allah, the means by which Allah Taala saves us. Okay. Farid says, why do we celebrate the birth and the death of the Prophet at the same time? No, we don't celebrate the death. Who celebrates the death? Of the Prophet No, we celebrate the birth of the Prophet. And we're celebrating that we're Muslims. We could have been, you could have been from anything else, right? That's one of the things. It's dhikrah of Rasul It's happiness with any mention of the Prophet ﷺ. Uh, you want to do it on rabi'at, awad, rabi'at, it doesn't make a difference. But there just happened to happen that the Ummah does these celebrations at one time to gather it all and have it more concentrated that all month it's mention of the messenger وسلم, and reviving that within us how do you deal with hard headed parents let me tell you something you're going to have an easier life if you pass this test they, the hard headed parent will stretch your patience when you stretch your patience your rubber band becomes strong, bigger you can absorb more as you grow on later in life okay uh so that's how you do it but if you are an adult man and you are grown you should do you should know your rights once you earn for yourself you should know certain rights that you have and one of those rights that you have is to marry right you have the right to do that you have the right to use your money as you see fit but at the same time you should never you're also obligated to take care of your parents if they need money and you also have to never leave them to be unhappy I wish I could donate all my money to this soup kitchen. Hamza Hussein, Jazakallahu <laughs> Barakallahu fika may Allah. Accept that as your intention. What if, Amin says, what if one is shy of this Sharif lineage? Is it permissible to change your name? You can, you can add, you are the owner of your name, but you're not the owner of your lineage. So, when you become an adult and your name is whatever it is you're allowed to change your name but you're not allowed to lie about who your dad is that you're not allowed to lie and you are obligated to inform your kids of who you are and if your parents ask you if you're if you married, and let's say the people ask you who you are you must identify yourself and you don't have to say from the lineage of the prophet sallallahu if you feel that this is something that you want to you don't want Riyah or something. But you cannot lie about who your dad is. That's, there is a curse of Allah upon that. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, who, who changes his father, in other words, his lineage. So we cannot say that that's not my father, that's my father. That's not my mother, that's my mother. You're not allowed to do that. You must state, if you're, if there's a reason for people asking, such as they want to get to know you for marriage, you have to state the truth. This is... My father, I'm the son of so-and-so, you can't change that. Vant says, what is the best way to be grateful to Allah? Well, one of the salaf gives a couple conditions. Number one, is to always remember who gave you the gift. This is so important. Number two, enjoy the gift in the halal. Allah did not give you a gift so you can get rid of it. Enjoy it in the halal, not in the haram. Number three, if there's any way to pass this on to others, then do so so many a lot of doctors like try to treat patients for free marine green please tell the adab of learning with scholars online we have the option to comment and talk to each other while the sheikh is giving a lecture what is the real adab it's best to, if it's if it's a dars if it's a dars the dars portion of things then to distract others from it is a disservice if it's opened up to Q&A like it is now, it's a little bit more relaxed. But if the dars portion of things, then to, to have a side conversation is not the adab. And anytime that you're in a gathering, I learned this actually from Sheikh Yasir Fahmi, he's a great scholar. Tawheedul Karima. It's a beautiful saying that he used to always say. There should never be, in any gathering, kitchen table, meeting, class, there should never be two conversations, one conversation. And when he insisted on that, we had a big meeting of imams one time that, that he, and he's somebody that so many people respect, I can't tell you, right? He, he insisted upon it. And it was really um, uh, so much more productive. You cannot text in the meeting. You cannot have a side chit-chat in the meeting, in the, in the, in the conference, we were all around one humongous conference table. It became so productive and enjoyable, but it took discipline. And he, in a polite way, would, would almost discipline people. Like, not discipline, in the, but he would say, Ta'hidul Kalima, right? Unify the speech. It was, um, It's amazing. You should always do this. Sophia says, Please check the ARC View Maliki Fick WhatsApp group that has pending questions. Okay, we will check that. we have to leave, unfortunately. Very unfortunately. Ahmed Abid, Ruku'a, Sid <sighs> Sujood, etc. Why do we do them? Besides, Prophet wasallam did. Any book that explained all the movements of Salah and the reasons behind it? Good question. Rituals are simply done because this is how Allah wants to be worshipped. Hajj. Why Mecca? Why dhul hijjah why seven to off why not go the opposite way all of that it's a ritual and rituals is simply because that's how allah wanted it that's it there's no thought about it farid what last questions from farid Sayyid. if my mother was born on a certain day and passed away on the same day wouldn't i be sad instead of celebrating that day isn't that the case for of the Prophet wasallam? Is that the case that he died on the same day as he was born? Many have said that, yes. Okay, but if that is the case, you do not need to celebrate the ma'ud. But that logic doesn't apply to everybody. Because they're thinking, it's why, by your intent. Honestly, the day and the month is, is irrelevant. It happens to be this, like an ummah-wide thing. You're not going to change that. Nobody's changing that. If that bothers you, then don't do it. Simple as that. That's why we said that this is neither is not a uh, law in the religion. It's something that the Muslims have done to revive the love of the Prophet and to concentrate it all in one month that you can't miss it. Whereas if it's scattered, you could miss it. So, all right, folks. Let us pray that Allah Ta'ala accepts this majlis. Okay. Uh, Farid Sayyid wants to be innocent of these questions. He says, I'm asking for a friend. Okay, Anyone can ask. Okay. Um, we ask Allah Ta'ala to accept this intention. We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to purify our intention, to increase us all in beneficial knowledge. We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to forgive us our sins and our, over, our shortcomings in ibadah and our excesses. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let us live and die upon Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah with Tadarrah, with Dua, with Ijabat al-Dua, with Sa'adah, with Qurrat Ayn, in Zawj and in Ahl and in Walad. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we die upon what pleases Him, that He with Lutf remove from our heart what displeases Him and fill our hearts with what pleases Him. And we ask lastly that none more be more beloved to us than his most beloved Sayyid al Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh